Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the CW's new series, Kung Fu. Watch it Wednesdays at 8, 7 central or stream free next day. You will Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's a headline from Just Jared. Paris Hilton and Oscar nominee Maria Bakalova head to Academy Awards after party together. Uh, I, my first thought was, oh no. it's the most get a job, stay away from her I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> in a very long time. Oh my God. And the photos wow. are, I mean, the photos look like a blast from the past. They're holding hands. They're looking glam. It's like Maria has no idea what she's getting herself into. No idea. How do you end up? How do you go to the Oscars in 2021 and you end up with Paris Hilton? Of all yeah, like the Paris people Hilton at the Oscars. wasn't even there. Were there even after? I, I'm there just were confused after that there, there were after parties. Mm-hmm. Well, that, like that was part of that was like the end of Daniel Kaluuya's speech. You know, he was like, now we're going to go party. Like stuff was happening. I mean, I kind of thought he meant that metaphorically, but okay, fine. Yes, well, obviously now we're going to party. It's like, I'm going to Disney World, whatever. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like, people were going to do stuff, of course. And she went to the Oscars with some handsome man, but that handsome man was her agent. And he is not right. with her, with Paris Hilton. So. so Paris Hilton was like, I'll take you to the it's, after parties. It's like her only, it's like her only LA friend. I'm that. I guess there are worse mm, options. Well, Paris Hilton of today is not Paris Hilton of, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. But it's still weird that of all people, it's like Paris is like, I'm here. Like, let's go. It's weird. It's vintage in a way, but it's also like otherworldly. Would we, you know, really like who came first, like Paris Hilton or the the new starlet? You know, this is a nice way in to talk about the best Oscars ever last night. Ever? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, okay. Did you see the post was like, these Oscars were trash, zero stars. I was <laughs> of like, Of course they were. Like... Because Morgan already wrote an op-ed in the Daily Mail being like, they are too woke. The Oscars should never come back. They were fine. They were weird. They were interesting. I will say they would have been more weird and interesting if they weren't three hours long. Because I think the allure of something new and fresh loses its... Um, Appeal. It should have been a tight 90. <laughs> three hours in, you know? I mean, I also am like saying this, but last night someone was like, it should be two hours. I'm like, it's always three hours. Because for me, also, I'm like, the Oscars is special because it's so long and stupid. But yeah. this kind of version of it that felt, everybody felt like they were going on for a long time. There was a lot of dragging in terms of, they really never cut anyone off. They, they didn't never really, cut anyone off. They cut out the songs, which was silly, but then didn't cut people off. It's like, come on, prefer the songs in the show. You know? I watched all the songs because I did watch the ABC pre-show, which was kind of a dump, but the songs were fun to sing. They sang Husevik in Husevik. I saw that clip later that night, like after the show was over in my bed on Twitter. And I was like, this is what the Oscars should be. Like, this is the epitome of the Oscars. A Icelandic seaside town shooting off fireworks and a a chorus of children in sweaters. Like, Mm -hmm. this is 
this is the grandeur and the camp that the Oscars maybe was actually missing this year a little bit because it was so toned down and cinematic in a way, you know? Yeah. The mo- the silliest it got was the Glenn Close debut thing. But Boy. even that, then you found out that was scripted. So People thought that wasn't scripted. I love that. You really... <laughs> You guys really have a lot of... Spike Lee, um, you know, had it written for his brilliant movie, School Days. And um, my friends at the Oscars um, missed it. And it wasn't nominated, so it couldn't have won. To think that wasn't scripted, to think Glenn Close was just pulling that out of her debut is really a compliment. I just love that that's the consolation prize where they're like, you say, Mm. okay, look. The Oscars are famously bad at predicting what's going to win, especially this year, because they thought they were going to end with a great big moment of Chadwick Boseman winning. But, Wait, but does that, not, does that not prove to people that they really don't know who's the producers or really don't know who's going to win? Like, that kind of is a crazy revelation to me. That's the proof. And the more proof is that, well, this actually this actually proves their original point, not the point they learned after Anthony Hopkins won while he was asleep. But they must have thought that Glenn Close was going to lose... Because they were like, well, we got to give her something. Let's, Let's give her script a bit. something. Let's please give her a bit. And it's the most extended opening thing where it's like, like, Lil is going through the entire crowd and then he ends on her. So it's I knew like, he was, I knew he was she was going to be, she had to be the punchline. And that was like, that's basically the only like truly scripted silly moment from the entire night. Right? Well, there was other scripted moments, but in terms of crowd like work, like yeah. Ellen ordering pizza type shit, that was the only one. And I think it came too late in the night because people were kind of like, grown, what are we doing? Because it's like, you know, 1030, 1045 on mm-hmm. the East Coast. But either way, they gave Glenn her moment. And I do think she like had more fun doing that than maybe even winning. Well, actually, that's saying a lot. But, you know, I think she was... <laughs> They notice? gave her they gave her an Oscar moment. And that her, her so her wins an Oscar wearing basically like the cooler version of what Glenn is wearing. I know. <laughs> I noticed that too. Glenn had gloves on though. Her, yeah, they were gloves. they were both in like versions of blue chain mail. Only Glenn hers and was Diane cooler. both lost. It's like actually crazy that Glenn and Diane both lost. Well that's the the Glenn the Glenn narrative has overshadowed the Diane narrative, which is which even is, more depressing. I know. So depressing. She tried. Glenn, we love, obviously, Glenn forever, whatever. But Diane is even more... Diane's losses are even more appalling, if you kind of Mm -hmm. put them in perspective. Because Glenn, there's a lot of actresses out there. But there's not that many people who are writing songs for movies. She's like the only... Like, Glenn is, like, not the only actress. You're right. There aren't many many prolific Academy songwriters. It's like Diane Warren and Randy Newman. (laughs) Right. <laughs> like that's literally right. it. It's like right. It's like every year we get the opportunity to like whatever put put Diane in the Hall of Fame of Oscars or whatever. Like tell her that she's good at this, and like we don't. And then Diane Warren shows up. I watched him part of the pre-show where Julian Rancic is talking to Diane Warren from a hundred feet away over a velvet rope, and she's like, "Diane, you look great. Is this all Valentino?" And Diane's like, "Yes, I think she said. I think she said this is the first time I've ever actually been dressed by a designer for the Oscars." She, like, got a custom something made. And it was a beautiful suit with, like, a sequin blouse. And it's right. like, this was her moment. I mean, the song sucked. The song truly sucked from that Sophia Loren movie no one saw. But it's like, she goes up. First time she's ever been dressed for an Oscars. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, her. Ladies and gentlemen, her. <laughs> you know, like, oh, God. And guess what? Her was the better song. 
Hers literally going to EGOT. Hers well, going to EGOT I mean, before, as you tweeted, hers going to EGOT before <laughs> Glenn gets a single Oscar. Hers like, oh, well, Hera's not going to even know that she EGOTs when she EGOT. She's going to be like, oh, this is an EGOT? Okay. Glenn's seething, wearing the exact same thing that she's wearing. Her, like, forgot to attend the Tonys. Like, didn't know she was nominated and wins the Tonys somehow. God knows. Like, Anthony Hopkins at the Tonys. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow Glenn loses for Sunset Boulevard 2 or something. (laughs) Shut up at my appointment! What am I supposed to do? You won't answer my calls. You change your number. I mean... I'm not going to be ignored, Des. Speaking of the Oscars, which were, you know, mixed to fine. We actually didn't fine. really get into any of the kind of, we usually talk about like the newer people that are, you know, that made a splash. But I'm also like, did, I'm almost like, did anyone actually like make a splash or make a impression on this show that hadn't already made an impression? That on hadn't the already made an impression. Coming up yeah. to the show, like. You know what I mean? There are so many, like, especially, uh, you know, Daniel Kaluuya or, like, these actors that have been receiving the same awards for the past weeks from other award shows and doing the same speeches. And it's like, yeah, we know, yeah. like, they're buzzy. Because the person who's been stealing the show the most was Ye Jung Yoon, and she's, like, been stealing the show for months. And I don't so, even like, think that more that many more people watch the Oscars than any of these other things at this point. You know what I mean? So well, did, it's, you see, did you see the rating? Yeah, it was, like, down 50% or something. Crazy. It was the low. <laughs> it was the low. <laughs> I mean, we knew this was going to happen. That's the thing where it's sort of like, this isn't surprising, but to see the numbers is really funny. Oscars plummet to record low, down 58% compared to last year. I just, that's huge. Uh, that's huge. terrible. That's, Fewer than 10 million people watched it for the first time ever. That's apparently. like our advertising is at stake at this point with that with those numbers. Okay, so mm-hmm. speaking you of- have a game. Speaking of the Oscars, last night you saw um, the MC Laurel Howery, who is, by the way, incredible in Bad Trip. If you haven't seen Bad Trip, it's so fucking good. Anyways, he did a game in which he tested the celebrities' knowledge of whether songs were nominated for or won Oscars. That was like the premise of the game. And mm-hmm. obviously the game was a big setup for Glenn Close to like shake her rump, you know, and do like a scripted bit, which everybody loved. Don't don't sigh. You loved it. No, I loved it. Okay. So that was probably the lead up to that. But the game actually reminded me of like a stupid game that we would play without the kind of, you know, scriptedness of it all. And I wrote a game based on his game, but it is, you know, have these movies been nominated or won Oscars, right? Got it. With the third option being they've never been nominated or won Oscars. So I guess there are technically oh. three options, which is nominated, won, or nada. Never anything. Got it. And I might ask you to try and name the Oscars that the movies were nominated for. Okay, ready? Okay. 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 We'll start with Death Becomes Her. I'm going to say it won. Yes, it won. Do you know what it won for? I would say it won visual effects. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. Okay. What about Mrs. Doubtfire? I'm going to say it won. Yeah. What did it win for? Um, either uh, makeup. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. okay How about okay. burlesque? Oh, my God. Okay. So this is either nothing or or nominated. But what would it be nominated in? It would be nominated for costumes, if anything. It would be nominated for original song, if anything. I don't remember Christina Aguilera singing at those Oscars. So I'm going to say it didn't get singing sound. You know what? I feel like this is a troll. This is a nothing. It's That's correct. It did okay. not get nominated <laughs> yeah. for anything. You're trying to trick me. You're trying to trick me because we've been talking about burlesque a lot lately. What okay. about the best exotic Marigold Hotel? Oh. The best exotic Marigold Hotel didn't get any acting nominations. 
Uh, you know what? It got nothing. That's nothing. correct. It got nothing. <laughs> what about the Prince of Egypt? Oh, the Prince of Egypt. The Prince of Egypt. Did it win that year? I'm going to say it won. For what? Best animated feature. Nope. Oh, animated feature probably didn't exist at that point. Did When You Believe win? Yes. Did the song win? Correct. Yeah. Okay. When you what believe- about Click? Oh, my God. Okay. Visual effects? I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to say nothing. That's incorrect. It was nominated for best makeup. Makeup? Yes. Okay. How about okay. How about <laughs> Pearl Harbor? Uh, definitely one for, let's say, sound mixing. Close. So close. Sound editing? That's correct. Well, now it's sound. Now it's just sound. How about the Great Gatsby remake? Well, in the version of the Oscars that existed in my head, it won the Oscar for Young and Beautiful. But I think it actually didn't even get nominated for that song, weirdly. Didn't it not even get nominated for that song? It didn't. It got, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. But it, okay, it didn't. It got, it definitely got nominations, but I don't think it won anything. I'm going to say just nominations. Incorrect. It won two oh, it won. Oscars. Which ones? So it won production design? Yep. Okay. And let's say... Um, costumes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is, these are actually easy to guess whenever you whenever you know that they won. Okay. How about Men in Black? Oh, Men in Black won. Mm-hmm. Which one? Special effects. No. Visual effects. No. Oh. Uh, production design. Close. No. Costumes are so boring. Makeup. 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 Yes, makeup. it won makeup, and it also got nominations for art direction and original God, score. That movie rules. What about? Scarface. I mean, it for sure was nominated for stuff, but did it win anything? You know what? I don't know. I'm going to say it won. I'm going to say it won. Nope. It got nothing. It got no nominations either? Nothing. I would have thought costumes or something. Scarface got nothing, but the boss baby, did it get anything? (laughs) Yes, it did get, it got, it got, it got nominated. For? Best animated feature. That's correct. Wow. 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 And the boss okay. baby got nominated, but did the town get any nominations? Well, no. The town won. Blake Lively won for the town. Everyone knows that. <laughs> no, she no, didn't. Okay. <laughs> what's the line that everyone put where it's like, when you want to fuck it? Like, what's the line when you fuck me? Like her terrible Boston line that everyone puts as like a one second video on YouTube, on, t- on Twitter. What are you doing down here? She didn't get nominated for that, but who but, did? Okay, the town. Who the did? The town definitely did. Ben Affleck got best director. Incorrect. Do you want to try again, or do you want me just to tell you? No, just tell me. Jeremy Renner got nominated for best supporting. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember a thing about that. Okay, Avatar. Fuck. It definitely won stuff. Uh huh. Best Navi sex scene. <laughs> uh, no, it won. <laughs> It probably won six Oscars. No. Is that right? No. Four? No. It won three? Yes. Okay. Are they all, they're all technical, obviously, because the Leona Lewis song did not win. It got nominated for Best Picture. Not 10. Best Director, Best Score, Mm -hmm. Sound Mixing, Film Mm -hmm. Editing, and Sound Editing. But unfortunately, it didn't get Leona Lewis her Oscar nomination for I See You. And that is my game. 
Are you going to play a clip of I See You? <laughs> or just going to let the listeners do the work and actually look up Leona Lewis' I See You theme from Avatar? Honestly, haven't we done enough with Leona Lewis? Haven't we done enough to Leona Lewis in this, in this, in this podcast? Well, We've officially inserted her into the canon. She is now, oh like, God. she's around. Mm-hmm. She's part of the DNA. You think she'll be back for Avatar 2? She better be. Who's the other? Who's the, who's going to fill in the blank for her? If they made a Titanic 2, wouldn't you expect Celine Dion to come back? They did make a Titanic 2. <laughs> well, if James Cameron made Titanic okay. 2, wouldn't you expect her to come back? I mean, I don't know. Maybe James Cameron would find somebody younger and somebody fresher, you know? Who's the younger and fresher Leon and Lewis? Then, uh, and then I'll tell you something. He finds a younger and fresher Leon Lewis. A brick is going through his window. And it's going to say, you'll be bleeding. You'll be bleeding and you won't be bleeding, love. Moving on, moving on, moving on. No more award shows. We talked about this in our Patreon episode because it happened the day we recorded it, but Ashanti was trending on Twitter briefly, 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 briefly on Friday morning. Because Didn't we talk about this already? On the Patreon, but now we have an ending. Okay. Because she was trending because she posted a photo with herself and a very handsome man like in a suit at a restaurant in Mexico, right? They were in Mexico vacationing. Yeah. And then everyone said, I think Ashanti has a new boyfriend. She has a new boyfriend. And she clarified since we recorded the Patreon that no, she does not have a boyfriend. He's just a guy who works at the restaurant. This is Hasn't this happened to her before? Not this exact version, but... But didn't this happen to somebody else before? Maya, maybe? <laughs> where it was just a... Didn't Maya marry herself? Yeah, and people were like, Mar- Maya got married. And she's like, no, it's for a video. And I married myself, like a music video in which I marry myself. Okay, maybe that's different. Maybe I'm remembering something else. People are definitely yeah. photographed with mystery men who end up being just The manager of people. the restaurant. But <laughs> yeah. I have to say, being revealed to be the manager of the restaurant is one of the better ones that I've seen. He was, to his credit, very well-dressed. He, he matched Ashanti, you know, in terms of their formality. So it makes sense. But then two photos later on her grid, she was alone. So... She she said, LMAO, no, he's one of the managers at the restaurant. He is not my man and we are not dating. So and do you I'm, feel I'm that when you're when you're with a man, it's it's different? You're, you're working differently and you're, your message is It's a distraction. I mean, you know. It is, you, do, you do realize yeah, it's, it's... It's kind of a distraction because it's like, okay, where are you? What time are you go? All right, but I have to go to the studio. Yeah, but you said you're flightly... Okay, but I'm going to... You know what I mean? It's like... But it's you're not working anything? You don't have a couple of things on the burner? I mean, I mean, it's not serious, but you don't... You don't you always have something cooking? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he always got something cooking. It's always something brewing. Speaking of couples, although even though this couple is real, I care about it less. Paulina, Porz, Kova, and Aaron Zorkin are dating. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm pissed because they teased this in the post, and I then I knew they were going to be together at the Oscars, and it wasn't a fun surprise, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And so it would have been hilarious to have panned to Aaron Sorkin. I didn't know. And I was like, wait, who the fuck is his date? Is that Paulina Poroskova? And that would have been like a fun moment. Instead, for me personally, I was like, I knew because the post was like, Aaron Sorkin and Pauline Poroskova are like going to the Oscars together. Meanwhile, if you like pull up her Instagram, her last post was like, I'm sitting in a sex chair that vibrates like so I can like <laughs> like work on my Kegels like and have like amazing sex. And then you're like, fuck, like she and Aaron Sorkin are having. I Now I'm thinking about her fucking Aaron Sorkin. That's exactly what he wants you to be thinking about. And he did it. Like, literally, I left that. I left the Oscars not even thinking about his movie, which I didn't really see. I left the Oscars thinking about him having sex. A lot of sex. So listen to this. I'm going to read the entire caption. Speaking of dating, this chair I'm sitting on in Dr. Halas's office has been quite wonderful for my sex life. Self-pleasure included in sex life. The Amsella chair strengthens your pelvic floor muscles. It's like doing thousands of kegels in 30 minutes. And us women who have been who have born kids know or should know all about kegels and their importance. Making your pelvic floor muscles stronger means less incontinence and better orgasms. There is no downside to this. I do this on every visit to the office, and my sex life thanks me. And then someone commented, Sarah Pican, and said, sounds like the date went well. I feel like Aaron Sorkin's <laughs> going to reply like, it sure did, baby, or something. Oh my god. Like, some his next movie, a character played by, like, Carrie Mulligan or Jessica Chastain is going to talk about their, like, Kegel chair. Page Six also thinks that Paulina has been dropping hints about Pork and Sorkin by posting about her date nights and how she uses some goopy-sounding chair to strengthen her coochie. Yeah. Pork and Sorkin. Pork and Sorkin. Holy shit. Speaking of the trial of the Chicago 7, truly the best ever speak of that part movie. of the Oscars was when they cut to Sydney, Australia, and it was like fucking Sasha Baron Cohen, Isla Fisher, like standing, standing, just like smiling with the like beautiful Sydney landscape behind them and the wind blowing through their hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, then there were people, you know, you get into people complaining like, I think they're on a green screen. Then it was like, no, I think they're at a Rick no, and actual really place. Weren't. They're at an actual place. I don't place. think they were. I don't think they were. And the reason why is there's no reason to fake a fan. If you're going to just be a green screen with a background, be a green screen with a background. But they were like, they wouldn't have gone that extra step to fake to the fake hair the, blowing. The it's like yeah. their hair was blowing. So Aaron Sorkin has at least three high profile exes that are like funny. Can you, how many of those three can you name? I, they're like I and I would I would almost Kristen call Davis. them iconic. Yeah, that's one of them. Okay, one before her. I forget. I same forget. first name. Same first name. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> no, no. Actually, what's on the opposite end of the planet? <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Kristen. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth. There Jenna you go. Jenna. She crackers. <laughs> she loves crackers. Kristen Chenoweth. And then, and then, not a Kristen, a famous writer. Oh, oh. Columnist. Oh. Oh. Specifically. Uh, Sex and the City Woman? Not Sex and the City Woman. Cindy. Mm. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Maureen Dowd. Oh, well, oh, I did not know that. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Great match. Love that. Well, according to according to Who Stated Who, they hooked up in 2005, but then they also broke up in 2005. So it was a it short relationship. I, one thing I didn't realize that Who Stated Who does, which is very fun. Who Stated Who is like not quite as fun as Famous Birthdays, but it's close. They do a lot of great breadcrumbs and linking, so it, you can kind of get lost on Who's Dated Who by just ending up starting at one page and then just click, 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 clicking for the next half hour. 
but what they do on the actual relationship pages. So on the Aaron Sorkin page, you have Kristen Davis below, Kristen Chenoweth below, and Maureen Dowd below. And when you click on Maureen Dowd, you can click the button View Couple. And then it gives information about the couple, like comparing the two, their um, uh, demographic no, no, it information. Their heights and their astrology Their signs. heights and their astrology signs. And then on the top, it says their compatibility. It gives you a percentage rating on compatibility. Maureen Dowd and Aaron Sorkin, they're 30% compatible. Maureen Dowd and Kristen Chenoweth, they're 65% compatible. Wait, you mean Aaron Sorkin and Kristen Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Aaron Sorkin and Kristen Chenoweth. And Kristen Davis and Aaron Sorkin were 61% compatible. But like, So his most compatible relationship. I'm telling you, who stated who? Okay, I don't don't trust their algorithm. I'm seeing some good numbers here. And apparently his most compatible partner was Kristen Chenoweth. I mean, I... I don't know if she had the sex chair, so it might be Paulina at this point, but... And it's funny because, well, it's, I mean, I don't know how they got together, but Paulina just did some, like, Vogue Czechoslovakia spread or whatever, or Cosmo or whatever, and she was like, I'm hot, I'm old, I'm naked, I'm loving it. And it was like, wow, you like, she actually does look amazing. And the time before that that she was in the news, like, not so long ago, is that she was with Rick Ocasek from the Cars, you know? Just mm-hmm. what I needed, mm-hmm. that guy. And he died... Uh, basically she was with him until he died and he died and he left her out of his will or like it was, she was left out of his will and she's now contesting the will. They'd begun divorce proceedings when Okasik died suddenly. But the real shock came when Poriskova, who says she put all of her modeling earnings into the marriage, learned she'd been cut out of her husband's will along with two of his children from an earlier marriage. It's made the grieving process really, really tricky because I would love to just be able to be sad and miss him Mm -hmm. and not also feel this incredible hurt at his betrayal. You feel betrayed? Oh, yeah, I feel betrayed. Zac Efron's in the news for a couple of reasons. One's very rude and one's honestly, I wouldn't call it a relief, but I'm glad to see that it means, you know, he's moving on. I don't think he's moving back from Australia, if that's what you imply. It says he's going to he's going to Canada in May. But I think he's going to stay in Australia. I don't think this guy's leaving Australia. <laughs> Just saying. He broke up with this girl, but I don't think he's leaving Australia. But do you think that he broke up with the girl because he's leaving Australia? I think that relationship was exclusively like, I'm here, why not? No, I think he actually is going to stay Vanessa in Australia. Balladeras. I do think he's staying in Australia. And what's funny is, too, the not only is he, like, very Australian right now, that that news that he broke up was broken by the fucking, the radio duo that we always talk about in Australia, like Kyle Sandilands and Jackie O or whatever. Like, that group, that duo. Oh, Jackie O. The other Jackie O, right. He became friends with Kyle, mm-hmm. and I think they all, like, hung out. And then Kyle, like, said that Zac Efron wasn't dating his girlfriend anymore. Mm-hmm. On the air or whatever. Speaking of drama, Zac Efron and his girlfriend, the Australian girlfriend Vanessa, have broken up, according to the Daily Telegraph. Oh, well, it's not just the Daily Telegraph. I can also confirm after speaking with uh, him yesterday. Oh, oh really? Yeah, because I heard the rumours. Well, I heard a rumour around Yeah. that, um, you know, that Netflix show they're going to do on in Byron. Yeah, with Zac's brother. No, the Netflix, not not the Netflix show Zach's doing, the the, oh. the Byron Bay girls. Oh, Byron Bay's the uh, yeah, influencers, that, yeah. There was a rumour going around, which was bullshit, that Zach was trying to pull strings to get Vanessa on that show. Right. And that's what I rang him about. 
And I'm as if he'd need to pull strings. Oh, watch, like she, he'd get right it's on. It's stupid. Uh, and anyway, and uh, yeah, he was like, "Oh, bro, you know, like, yeah, no, we're not. It, it, it's only recent, but not like yesterday recent. But they've they've gone their separate ways. No drama, but just oh, that's it's sad. just it's, it's done. He's back to work. You know, they'd spend a lot of time with each other." When he wasn't working and, you know, lunching and living in the mansions on the beach. It's fabulous. Well, life. I mean. Then work comes back and it kicks yeah. you straight back into reality. Reality kicks in. And, so it's a you shame, know, but it's it's def- it's not a rumour. It's, it's true. It's for sure it's, true. It's, yeah. it's confirmed by Kyle there. Yeah, yeah. He did not trend the other day because he broke up with his girlfriend. Sorry. We're the only ones that care about that. <laughs> He trended because people were saying, like, you look different, which is always, like, a dangerous place to be on Twitter. I think people look forget different. that our celebrities age. So he came mm-hmm. out in this video for, like, Earth Day, which is even sadder because he, like, he's in this, like, nice Earth Day video. He's, like, save the planet, yeah, whatever. And people video. are like, your face looks different. A big budget Broadway musical spectacular? Bill, <laughs> wow. I mean, I-, I knew you were smart, but I think you're a genius. Take a look at Leonardo DiCaprio's face over the years. I mean... Everyone ages. People's faces do wild things when they get older. Here's the thing. They widen, which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Noses get bigger. Ears get bigger. It kind of sounds like we're being purposefully kind of dismissive of the idea that he possibly has had work done. Mm -hmm. And I obviously think that there's some... There's some moments happening on his face. He's mm-hmm. very shiny and very puffy, and that that's a thing for sure. I All I know is that he looks great. Zac Efron, he looks great. Does he? Yeah, sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. Also, I love the headline, though, on Just Jared. Zac Efron's fans defend him, comma, remind people he once broke his jaw, which is true. I know. It was, they were like, remember when Zac slipped on a puddle and broke his jaw and he needed stitches? And it's like... I don't remember that, but I appreciate the reminder. And of course, people get injured all the time. And Zach Arfon's out here like kite surfing in Australia. Maybe he did hurt himself. And that's why his entire face looks like he uh, got a lot of implants. And <laughs> but, but okay, fine. He's Maybe just that's not a why. high school musical star anymore. No, I mean, I, you know? I think it's okay to normalize male celebrities getting the same types of work that female celebrities do. And sometimes it's less subtle because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, we're not used to seeing that. And you're like, whoa, his forehead is so smooth. Well, that <laughs> was a, like, no. that was a conversation yeah. I had briefly with Josh last night when Brian Cranston, Trumbo himself, when he came on stage to like do something last night. Yeah. And Trumbo and, and Josh was like, oh, wow, Brian Cranston looks great. Uh, he's aged well, I think is what he said. And I was like, uh-huh. well, he's also very famous and he's probably had very good work done. And No, I, I said he's also very famous and he's probably had work done. And Josh said, he doesn't look like he's had work done. And I was like, that's because he's had good work done. <laughs> you know, yeah. like people get good work done and then you don't notice it. But also who knows? Well, sometimes people get bad work done and then you do notice it, a.k.a. some of this, maybe the thing that we're talking about right now. But I also think that there's different types of work that do different types of things to your face. But you're right. Normalize male celebrities getting work <laughs> done. Not saying that anyone's had work done, but it's fine if you do. Molly May Haig... <laughs> She's always on this show. Who gets so much... She's Love Island, right? Yeah. She's Love Island. She gets so much free shit that she has to update her YouTube uh, profile. She has a a very successful YouTube channel. And she made a video about decluttering her closet because she has too much stuff. And she's like, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff. Here's how I'm going to like basically like Marie Kondo my closet. Not quite Marie Kondo. It's not that dramatic. But that's what she's doing. Midway through the video, 
she has a little aside where she complains about all the free stuff she gets because it's affecting like the security of her home. Well, she's like a lot of people know my address now mm-hmm. because I get so many so much PR stuff and it's scary mm-hmm. and it's like girl get a PO box. Like what are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. Every that's what I can't understand. Every like famous YouTuber and famous person gets get free shit to box. them. They get free shit to them all the time, and it goes to their manager's office or it goes to their PO box. It's like you can just send stuff other places, and I don't want to like that is really scary to have people show up like with random gifts. But like, there's a solution to this, and and you are so much less famous than the famous people who get ten times more shit. But also, than you. the UPS man is not a random man. That's the he has his <laughs> job. As much as I obviously appreciate PR parcels, and I know people want to get their businesses out there, it's just um, it's really hard. Like I'm sure you wouldn't like it if people knew where you guys lived. And um, I never want to sound like I'm complaining because I, it's just one of those situations, you know, like I, it's hard to explain. I'm going to carry on working in my wardrobe room. I did actually set up a Depop today. So that's what I have decided to do. What's funny is this, this the Daily Mail's Everyone's shady interpretation. No, like they just pulled out the shadiest part of her video. They're mm. like, quote, it's really hard. Molly May Haig <laughs> admits the constant stream of free PR gifts is difficult to handle because she doesn't feel safe in her home with so many people knowing her address. So they pulled out that shady moment and they're like, oh, this is going to be funny because people right. are going to be like, poor baby. In the video, it's not called like, I'm going to complain about XYZ. It's like a wardrobe video. It's like a declutter video. You would have to watch this and really mine for this content, which is what makes the the Daily Mail page six behavior all the more like insidious because it's like you have to watch a lot of trash to pull out your shitty headline, you know? Somebody at the Daily Mail's watching Molly May's YouTube channel every <laughs> single video through the end to pull out this stuff. I have to say. You have you have to play a clip because her complaining about it is on it is pretty funny. No, she's my favorite. Never forget Molly <laughs> May. She bought the leather uh COVID the leather mask masks. and she was mad it didn't work. She dropped her Chanel bag down the stairs and <laughs> was like, Don't tell my boyfriend she what was the other thing she did every time we cover her i'm like i think it's funny it's oh she went to italy and said the food was bad okay yeah. was bad. i love yeah. how much you love the bag video because it's you edited it's that you edited that video and you were like i'm gonna put the clip in like do you think it'll work without the video because it's just the sound of like a bag falling and i was like yeah i guess but then i listened to the episode it works you, it works but it's like it's hilarious. It barely it's like, works. It's like... I will show you what's in my handbag. As much as I love this bag, it's kind of hard to open with one hand. Um, I have my diary. Oh, my God. Hey, we take our audio cues when we can get them. Yes, she also said that Italian food all tasted bad. So she really is out here... And the hooligan moments. theory that she had COVID, which I, I don't not believe... She, I guess she went to Italy with no sense of taste and then said, wow, all Italian food tastes like shit. Why is going this on? Gelato is bad. OK, I'll never think like, I'll never not think that that's funny. Like that to me is the funniest. That's really funny. OK, I want to read the full quote again. It's just oh, there it is. It's so the one about the gelato where she's holding up the gelato and all of her rings are showing. And she's like, this tastes like shit. <laughs> and, she said, and she says, oh, my God. 
Oh, too many ads on cosmopolitan.co.uk. I absolutely loved Venice, but one thing I will say about Italy in general, dot, 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 the food is actually shocking. So controversial, I know, but I've been a lot of times now to different parts, and I've tried a lot of different restaurants, and I'm always so disappointed. It's meant to be the home of pizza and pasta, and I really can't see how strange. Even the ice cream was grim. Grim! Grim. Grim! She's holding the most beautiful... Cone Meanwhile, I would I've ever seen. lick Italian gelato off the ground <laughs> if it was if it was something that I had available to me. I would eat fucking pasta from Rome off the floor, off the cobblestone Someone streets. Someone could dump it into the Trevi fountain, and I would pull it out of the fountain, pick off all the pennies or the euro, and then just shovel it into my mouth and say, "You know what? Pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> the sauce broke. It's a little watery, but you know, <laughs> it's always funny to remember that that trip. Molly May, Molly May, it, get a PO box. Yeah. Molly May, get a PO box. Molly May, get a PO box. That's what I have to say. This is something that I've been kind of putting off now for like the last six months. Um, basically, as you've seen from the title today, I am getting my lips dissolved. Now, this is just a massive thing for me because my lip filler journey has just been a very very long one why do you want to learn a new language where would you use it and how would it come in handy this is what i'm asking myself every single day even if i'm not planning on going on a trip where i need to use a new language i'm just like my brain needs to stay alive my brain needs to stay active and there's only so many crossword puzzles i can do in one week and that's why exactly. i just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using rosetta stone to improve my language skills and i'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. 
but we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. This, here's something that just happened. I, I don't I don't know what to make of this because I didn't know Tyrese was dating anyone. And the person he is dating is very much a who. She's an Instagram, she's a model. She's an Instagram model. She's a, she, she's a host. She also needs an assistant, Lindsay. I went to her Instagram and she's oh, hiring. Oh, I'm available. She, yeah, her, well, we should say her name. Her name is um, Zelly Timothy. Mm. And like I said, model, host, influencer. She's got a very active Instagram. She's got a very successful OnlyFans. And she has a very hooey boyfriend, Tyrese Gibson. But she's hiring an assistant. She links to it from her Instagram. And it says Zelly's new personal assistant questionnaire. I've never seen this before on a Who's website where you can literally go to a survey monkey to apply for her assistant's job. I mean, She's would you like to know the things ground? you have to do? Yeah, I will. I want to know if I had if I was applying. What I need to say? Well, it says, as you can see, I'm looking for the perfect PA that will be alongside me going to all my events. That includes hostings, music videos, photo shoots, etc. You must be great at taking pictures and videos. Got it. Okay, you I can do that. that. I don't. You must know that I don't stop taking pictures or videos until I get the right ones. Okay. I love. I, I love that. that disclaimer. Yeah. No. I mean, who does? Why would you okay. stop? Yeah. You will be needed to do some extra activities, which might include responding to my emails, running errands, scheduling appointments, arranging travel, and a lot, uh, and other things I will discuss with you. You must be flexible. Okay. She's looking for a man or a woman who is personally, who is personable, goal-oriented, okay. and super fucking fun. Oh. It's like, this is like the scene in Groundhog Day where it's like, me, 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 me. You could be a man. You could be a woman. Gay. Bisexual. <laughs> lesbian. etc. All welcome. Wait. Maybe a million exclamation marks. Wait, that's there? That's on the... I thought you were... That's all there. Oh, okay, sure. No, no, Okay, no. great. You must also be a perfect all caps hype man because, baby, I love having fun. Oh, okay, here are the things you need to do. This sounds fun. You have to provide, you have to provide your Instagram handle, oh. your other social media accounts, if applicable. Uh-huh. It says, this is, this is amazing. Describe your personality in three words. Okay. I'm, I, words. I could do that. What three were you, would you use? Okay. Um... Probably like funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yen- yeah, yeah, you are. Yenta, which What's is that? Yiddish. It means you're like oh, a yeah. you're like a gossiper. Like you're a yenta. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. And um Yenta. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Uh I need one that's not like all of those, like to balance. Like smart, like thoughtful. Smart, smart, smart. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. thoughtful, thoughtful. Yeah, that's true. Okay, what would you say? That's how I. That's what I always say when I'm talking about. Shut up. Well. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> She's a smart, funny. She's a thoughtful, funny yenta. Yeah, that's a good word for you to have in your arsenal. <laughs> no, okay. Funny. Wow. Okay, rip me uh, off much. Anxious. Okay, I can't use your words. Okay, then I'm, then I'm, anxious. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Self-loathing. No, okay, and, you can uh, use I'm funny. No, I'm anxious. I think anxious is funny because anxious is funny. Yeah, sure. Uh, anxious. Uh-huh. F- chat, chatty. 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 No, verbose. 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 Yeah, you talk. Uh-huh. 
And um, what's like I'm... Uh, I would say like polite or like kind. Polite. Polite. <laughs> kind is annoying. Polite. Oh, that's so boring. No, what's like I could... <laughs> I'm like, what's... um. I mean, I would take anxious out I'm not if an I was putting, if you were applying. Uh, anxious is out. So I would say polite, uh-huh. chatty. And then what's a thing where it was like, if she needed me to do something on the computer, I could do it even if I didn't know how to do no, it. That's like, not not any, no, that's not autodidact, but I'm like, but it's like, like but it's like nerdy, down. like technologically. Capable. Like I, Capable. like you can use Excel. <laughs> how about competent? Competent. <laughs> competent implies like the lowest common denominator of being able to do anything. Okay. Well, maybe I'm not getting this job. Okay. <laughs> How about, do you currently work anywhere that's that's boring? Do you live in Atlanta? If so, what side? That doesn't apply to us. Have you been a personal assistant before? Got it. What experience do you have? And then there are only two more left. Okay. Are you good at taking pictures and videos? And it's just a yes, no box. Oh <laughs> okay. my God. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone just and said no? Num- why? Like, no. Okay. Disregarded. And then 10, why would you like to be my PA? And what salary are you seeking? Oh, I like that. I think that. these are very, that's a nice, like asking for salaries, actually, like she's very thoughtful. Anyway, why are we talking about this woman? Because Tyree shaved her pubic hair on Instagram Live. <laughs> I thought it would be funny to make that the, the reveal. I know we're supposed to be shaving, but I'm thinking about something else. Shaving. <laughs> why are you sticking your tongue out? Um, I didn't even know I was doing that. Mm. Okay, but I'm just saying if you were her personal assistant and Tyrese was shaving her pubic hair on Instagram Live, what would you be doing? Holding the camera? Obviously. Well, oh, you'd be holding the camera. She's she's not in the room. The assistant's not in the room. Well, because she doesn't uh, have one Zoe's yet. holding. Oh, God, that's right. Do you have a... Are you okay with watching someone's pubic area get shaved? Uh, <laughs> I check mark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so he shaved her pubes. pubes. On Instagram Live, and the POV is, um, now I'm thinking of the Twitter construction where it's like, POV, your boyfriend's shaving your pubes. But, like, that's what this is. And she's, her, like, legs, it looks like her legs are up in stirrups. It's that sort of view. Like, she's at the gynecologist This or says, something. the way page six uh, uh, described it was, while the model's face was not in the clip, her legs were kicked <laughs> up in the air and spread. Quote, I will never let go of my king, but does your man shave you, though? She captioned the post with an eye roll emoji. So he shaved her pubes. I think what's happening, because when you look at her Instagram, she's getting a lot of tattoos. Like, she's, like, on one. It looks, like, very much, like, post-pandemic, how, like, you and I want a lot of tattoos. I think she's, like, getting a lot of tattoos. And, you know, you have to, like, shave the area. I think that maybe he did that part. And that I'm assuming she's getting tattoos okay, on there. Okay, okay. This also says that... This is a new one for me. I've never seen this. The Fast and Furious star did not share any clips of him shaving the Instagram influencers on his account. Instead, he posted a video of his friend Jamie Foxx winning his second Oscar for Best Animated Film for Soul on Sunday. Opposites attract. I mean, you know? he's back and they, they, uh, the Fast and Furious trailer, he's in it. He's still in that movie. And him and he's The Rock probably still hate each other, even though That's they claim like the biggest movie of the year. they're not in a feud, but I think they're still in a feud. I don't think he's ever letting that feud go, him no. and The Rock, you know? But also you do whatever it takes to remain in that franchise. You know, the franchise. He, this kind of makes sense because it's like he had this wife for a while and he had kid, a kid with her and they got a divorce recently and that's been drama. And I feel like coming out so and shaving, shaving your girlfriend's pubes on Instagram Live is like the most, you know, makes sense mm-hmm. of a sequel for that situation, you know. And I love that she's so new that like immediately after Tyree shaved her pubes, every website was like, everything we know about Tyrese's new girlfriend, Zelly Timothy. 
Turns out there's not much. Well, I mean, also, it's like when Tyrese's name is mentioned, all of Twitter like does a big groan, too. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. say he's like our favorite protagonist right now, you know? But it seems like she's a lot of fun. And when I looked when I looked to see if she's ever been like interviewed on YouTube or something, I did find an interview of her being on a radio station in early 2020 before the pandemic. And the headline, All You Really Need to Know, it's a 30-minute long clip. I listened to some of it. It's much more boring than the, than the title makes it sound. But the title is, Zelly Timothy Talks Being in a Relationship and Bisexual Plus Pros and Cons of Women versus Men Intercourse, which is just like, what is the SEO they're going after here? Yeah. And now that we and now that you know all this information, you can apply to be her assistant because this is you've done all the work. Just go to her Instagram. She's followed by us and the Jasmine brand. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Moving on. This is a kind of a non-story, but it's a great headline for a non-story. And it's a great little dynamic. It's a great f- scenario to imagine. Breaking news. Sophia Ritchie had to leave, quote, an extremely awkward Pilates class because Amelia Hamlin was there. They share uh, a an boyfriend ex. in common, an ex. Although mm-hmm. they're still dating, Amelia and, and Scott. Yes, but Sophia Ritchie is now dating that guy who we talked about, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and Amelia Hamlin was there so they I guess they can't be friends or yeah. whatever a or source talk? Ex- a source explained to E obviously because even though they are not even they're going to be leaving E soon they're still on E they're still E's big cash cow so of course they spoke to E first they still are on the show saying things like oh Scott have you spoken to Sophia lately like they yeah. still bring her up constantly yeah. what's going on with you and Sophia I heard you guys are on a break mm. Like, how are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think people come into our lives and think it's maybe easier than they think. Easier, like what? To be with you or to be with me. Mm-hmm. But it's like very true that we do come with a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, E is still getting the Kardashian news. Of course, of because course. they're not on Hulu yet. God, I hate the promos because I was also watching like the Julia Rancic special. Uh, they kept showing promos for the final for the season reunion of, or the, the of big... Keeping Up. Yeah. yeah, and it just was the same clip of Chris sobbing, and I'm just like, you people are just moving to another network what (laughs) like you're literally going to hulu it's going to be easier for me to watch you now because i don't have to deal with e-ads okay anyway the source told e in full it was a very awkward situation for sophia and she didn't know amelia was going to be taking the class at the same time she just wanted to avoid the situation altogether so that's why she left sophia has been going to form a pilates longer than amelia and didn't think they would have any run-in issues i'm sorry i'm sorry what (laughs) What? She's laid claim to form a Pilates because she's been going since at least 2019 when she shouted it out in Vogue. Yeah, Forma. Forma oh, Pilates. so they did the research and they said, well, she shouted out in Vogue, so she's been going there for she's a She's been going time. longer, yeah. At least yeah. two years. I mean, they didn't including. have to do the research. Like, one of their one of Sophia's publicists spoke to E directly, know, right? Like, like, that's, like that's someone who has all the details. Forma Pilates and has been going there since 2019. <laughs> But that's like a subtle way of doing PR. Here's a less subtle way of doing PR. This is, I think, my favorite thing that happened last week. Whitney Port got, uh, we talk about this all the time, a Day in My Life special on Us Weekly. Excuse me, special. A Day in My Life uh, column feature yeah. in Us Weekly where they talk to a celebrity, usually a who 
and ask them to break down their day like hour by hour, usually giving, you know, six to ten entries in what they do, what their normal day is like. And usually and one is Usually a spawn. one is spawn. There's a reason for it. The, the reason for it is usually spawn, where it's like, oh, I wake up, then I make breakfast, then I do this. Then I have my, like, 100-calorie pack from Oreo, and I have my, like, Oreo thins or whatever, Nabisco wafers, whatever it is, there's spawn involved somewhere. Nine times out of the out of ten, that's the case. Sometimes it's not. Nine times out of ten, it is. So when I saw Whitney Port inside a day in my life, I was like, she's going to promote her wine. She's going to promote her wine. Sure enough, she promoted her wine at 7 p.m. She's in silk pajamas, and she says, I didn't Port, know she had a wine. Who has There's partnered wine? with Chloe Wine Collection and Dress for success? Gets com- Yeah, I've been getting PR emails about it. Oh, um, okay. Gets comfy in her PJs and drinks a glass of Pinot Grigio. How fancy am I, she jokes. But what I didn't expect was... One of the most wonderful insights into the life of a Hulebrity that I've seen in some time. And it's just like kind of refreshingly honest. Everything about it, refreshingly honest, which was sort of Whitney's whole thing. Um, It still is her whole thing. It's still her whole thing. 2 p.m. Okay, again, it's 2 p.m. I think she got up at 8 a.m. 2 p.m. Port gets to work. Onto my second cup of matcha for another jolt of energy, she says. And then there's a photo of her sitting at her breakfast table with a cup of matcha. There's a bowl of rocks in front of her for some reason. And uh, a notepad that is open to perhaps page two. (laughs) So this is a fresh notepad. And on the top of perhaps page two, she's written to do colon underline. And there's nothing underneath it. It's relatable. (laughs) It's relatable. There's nothing underneath it. Do you ever do that? Like you just open a, th- you write a to do, and then you just like never use the pad yeah. again. Yeah. I've, I have, I have this experience. Did I she mean, do this for the picture? I mean, clearly she did this yes, for the picture. But she there did was it nothing, for the picture. And these are not pictures that, that were right. And these were not republished elsewhere. These were not scrubbed from her Instagram. This is for Us Weekly. You know, like this only exists in Us Weekly to do, to do. I freaking love my coffee in the morning. Like it is my favorite thing that I consume all day long. Like I sound so basic and so ridiculous, but it's true. I just love it. So if I can savor that for as long as possible, I do. (laughs) And then we can talk about Vincent Cassell and Tina Kuneki, which is a new person. They're weird. This is weird. My thing was just that I'd never seen, first of all, just Jared Jr. Or just Jared. No, this wasn't just this Jared, is Jr. Not this just Jared Jr. This just is not Jared Jr. This is not just Jared Jr. Post people, post photos, paparazzi photos for lots of different celebrities. Oftentimes, it's the same ones over and over again. It gets a little boring. You're like, I've seen this person many times on the beach. I don't need to see them again. I get like, it. Right, I get we the get it. Gist. Sophia Richie. Right, exactly. It's but this got me people. dead in my tracks because it was... Black Swan actor Vincent Cassell and wife Tina Kunaki bear their hot bodies on the beach. And I was like, first of all, I've never, ever seen Vincent Cassell in any sort of paparazzi photo there or otherwise posted on a gossip website, you know, like stripped from the from the paparazzi. Especially just Jared. Right. Right. So weird and so specific. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who she is. I have vaguely know who he is. He's kind of a character actor type guy, right? I mean. Yeah, he's in, I mean, he's in Westworld. He goes Rehoboam over oh, and over right. again. Rehoboam. He's yeah, in right. he's Eastern in Promises. He's right. in Black Swan. He's always right. like a, cre- he's always like a creepy sleazebag French guy. Right. Typically, typically. Yeah. Great photo he a- of her taking a selfie of them while he's fast asleep. Love that. <laughs> Great pick right here. 
Did you laugh? It was funny, right? It was very funny. The, fo- the photo is really funny. I was like, I need to look at her phone case. Her phone case has this... I zoomed in on her phone case because it's this guy and it says, A merci, Aine. And it's like a weird like mugshotty looking guy. It's a meme, but it's a French meme that I couldn't quite understand. But I of found course. the original video that it's from. So uh-huh. I'm sure you can play the clip here. It's a French rapper named Jules. He's a French rapper named Jules, and he's just uh-huh. saying this. And I don't understand, like, I'm not French, so I don't understand why it's funny. But I did find where it was from, which was, it was fun to find the origin of it. Hey, and to know that Han. What's Han? I looked it up. It's eh, like, right? Hey. As I, as you know, I took French in high school, so, and a little as bit of college. You know, until I also my, took French in high school. I took French great. in high school and college until my college professor said, please stop taking this unless it's pass fail because you're not good enough. And then so I. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. No, she goes, yikes. she goes, why aren't you taking this pass fail? And I was like, I don't know. She was like, don't take this unless it's pass fail. It's not. Oh my god, that is so rude. Yeah, because it would have brought down my GPA. GPAs are meaningless. By the way, "en" means like, I'm I'm quoting of. It means it's spelled H-E-I-N. I'm sure French speakers are like, we know this already, but it's like "en en." It means like a or right or uh. Sarastano, Ayam, Kinsbourg, Johnny. It's an end of the phrase, like interjection or something. Not so even. She an has a French meme starring a French rapper named Jules. Jules. And he's saying MLC, eh? and we yes. don't know. We don't get the joke because we don't speak French, and we, we don't, don't know, know who, who he is. is. We don't know who yeah. she is, and we barely know who Vincent Cassell is. But did their you know that whole Vincent thing Cassell's is... ex is Monica Bellucci, and he yeah. has two kids with her. Kids with, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, it's also just like. Ugh. I mean, it's tale as old as time. This guy's dating the woman who is, at the time that they were dating, widely considered to be the most beautiful person on the planet. And then Monica Bellucci, right. And then she gives birth to their kids, and he's like, I'm going to, no, I'm actually going to start dating this 17-year-old. You know, right. like, it's like, right. come on. Right. They've been dating her since 2016. They got married, and they have a kid now, too. They have a kid together. Interesting. And then they're also selling stuff together. They're also doing a joint, and they're, they're joint brand ambassadors. For a luxury French brand called The Couples, they're brand ambassadors, and their job is to be sexy in the photos together. And mm. that's, I guess, what they're doing. How is your French? <laughs> Ça va bien? Uh, je vais bien. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing fine-ish. It's it's I've been working a lot, so I haven't been able to focus on it. There's this great app called Duolingo. Oh, yeah. I just worked with uh, Vincent Cassell as well, so I'd be on set all the time doing this thing. He's like, "So, let's hear it," and I'd be like, "Well, I know a lot of words, but I can't really put them together." And he'd make fun of me. This was literally everywhere, and this is not even. First of all, to tell me that Candace Cameron Bure's twenty-year-old son's engagement's over when I didn't even know the engagement had happened <laughs> is insane. And the fact that I'm seeing this headline more than I'm seeing the fact that he was engaged is insane. It says, uh, this is an Us Weekly exclusive, according to them. Although I did see it, like, in 45 different websites. So don't tell me this is an exclusive. Don't don't piss on me and tell me it's exclusive. Am I right? Don't piss you know? on my leg and tell me it's it's an That's exclusive. It. No, right, don't exactly. piss on everyone's leg and tell me it's an exclusive. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candace Cameron Bure's 21-year-old son, Lev, is no longer engaged. It was a mutual decision. <laughs> The Fuller House alum, 45, first of all, his mother had to tell them that he <laughs> exclusively told Us Weekly on Thursday, April 14th, that her youngest son called off his engagement to Taylor Hutchinson eight months after publicly announcing the proposal. 
quote, sorry, you didn't get the memo? The actress joked while promoting her first ever QBC apparel line will get there, which will launch on Monday, April 19th. We didn't make an announcement, but yeah, he's no longer getting married. God, that is so bleak that your mom is out here being like, you didn't get the announcement? He's not engaged anymore. Like, like via Skype. Like Weird. in a picture-in-picture picture Zoom call promoting disgusting t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Her QVC line is not great. I mean, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. It makes it makes Casa Zeta-Jones look like uh No, it makes it makes everything it makes Casa Zeta-Jones look like fucking Versailles. Right. Literally, truly. And because what she's selling is like weird kind of Coles adjacent clothes, right? Lots of different clothes that she likes. I'll play the clip here. And then they made her go on QVC, but because of, you know, COVID restrictions or whatever, it's just her like in a picture in picture, like on Skype, kind of describing the clothes to the poor woman who has to like hold the clothes. Hey, since we have like three more minutes left, should we go back and talk about the um, the T-shirts one more time? Because it's another great way to spread the word. Yeah. Let's talk about the T-shirts. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. You're so excited. It's so good. I want to put the word of God in people's hands so it thrills me. And this is another way, the t-shirts are another way to put the word of God in your hands, to give a message to every person that walks by you. They're going to get a message. Let's consider others above ourselves. Let's put love over all. Absolutely. Three different options for you. Already 1,400 spoken for in this show alone. So, um... I just love that this show, there are so many of you out there saying yes to Jesus. It's Colossians 3.14, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So there you go. That's yeah. what this shirt is. This shirt is a Bible verse. Uh, a fun a fun place to be when you're Candace Cameron Bure is that when you search on Google, Candace Cameron Bure hate. You get the headline from people, Candace Cam from 2017, Candace Cameron Bure responds to social media feud, quote, loving Jesus doesn't mean I hate gay people. <laughs> God. She's a really, a really fun one to talk about, isn't she? Lindsay. Oh, my God. Lindsay. Oh, my God. What? What? I heard that Brooks Lech is dating someone. Who is it? <laughs> I heard he's dating someone and he's really into her. Sorry, Bruslech found somebody with a last name as equally hard to pronounce as his. Bruslech is dating CrossFit athlete Katrine Davidsdottir. I think she's... David's daughter, which is... Isn't that like the... Oh Icelandic? my God, you're right. It's David's daughter. It's David's daughter. He's dating David's daughter. He's really into her. She's a CrossFit athlete. She's Icelandic, which is why her last name is basically David's daughter. David's daughter. daughter. Spelled yeah. in Iceland... It like, spelled like the way you would assume an Icelandic mm-hmm. last name would be spelled. David's daughter. I learned about this from the movie Eurovision Song Contest, the oh. song of wind and fire or whatever it's Robbed. called. Robbed. Anyways, they're dating. Um, she is the She's a CrossFit queen. She's the women's champion of the 2015-2016 CrossFit Games. Brooks, no flash in the pan either. He played for the Ottawa Senators, Washington Capitals, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Los Angeles Kings during his time in the NHL. It appears they're both enjoying, enjoying getting to know each other. And he went to Iceland to hang out with her, which, I mean, I would go to Iceland at the drop of a pin. Hat. Mm-hmm. Hat, pin, the drop of anything. The, the drop, drop of, of a gelato. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> the, drop of, the drop of Italian food onto the streets of Rome. Yes, absolutely. I would go, of course, to hang out with my CrossFit girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Brooks feels relaxed around her. He can be himself. That's kind of a diss to Julianne. Sorry. I know it's not, but like, is it not? Mm. It is. No, it is. It is. I think it is. He can finally... 
because that was that was his whole narrative at the beginning of the pandemic where they were separated he was like i'm gonna stay in idaho or whatever and she's like i'm gonna stay in los angeles and he's like oh i can i'm finally i'm finally happy there were always those sorts of subtle uh well i just realized the fact that, that he like, felt like himself the julian huff Brisklach breakup was kind of like the precursor to kanye kim breakup like the same kind of thing happened oh moving you mean moving like yeah, it's like, Into oh, the woods a little Kanye's bit. in Montana or Wyoming, and Bruchlech is in Idaho, Brooklyn. and Kim and Julianne were just in L.A., and people are like, what's going on? Oh, we're just trying to get our space, or we're just trying to, like, mm-hmm. hang out and whatever, and it's like, no, you guys are about to break up. And this happened twice. Well, then, watch out for Kanye West dating an Icelandic CrossFit star in the future, because that's what it's looking like. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yes. Good for Brooks <laughs> Yes. Speaking of breakups, one happened that shook only like four people's lives, but it, we all saw it coming. When we <laughs> tweeted about it, we got so... Because I didn't add commentary because I didn't want to be... Rude. I, I, I didn't want to be rude, but clearly, because I cut out your actual commentary from the text that I tweeted, Oops. because you were like, because you were, because you said the same thing, which was like, good for her, get out of that toxic relationship. But after we tweeted the news that Jana Kramer and Mike Cawson broke up, so many people were responding like, yay, I'm so happy for her. She needs to get out of this terrible relationship. People really like Jana Kramer. This morning, country singer and actress Jana Kramer filing for divorce from former NFL player Mike Cawson. In an emotional Instagram saying, please know that I still believe wholeheartedly in marriage, love, and rebuilding. I just can't fight any longer. It's time to heal. The announcement, a surprise after years of publicly struggling to repair their marriage after Mike's infidelity shortly after they married in 2015. Jenna Kramer was in One Tree Hill. Yeah, she's nostalgia. Then she's a country star, but I feel like she's made just a big of a name for herself and her husband doing all the things that they do. Like they wrote a book together. (laughs) They do a podcast. They like, they're in every episode ever. They're in every issue of us weekly. Like Mm -hmm. these people are just everywhere doing everything as a couple. And they have been for, Right. Se- seven years. Yeah. And they're one of those couples where he keeps cheating on her and stuff. And like, yeah, he's allegedly. like, I, no, not allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, okay, he's like, true. I cheated. Like he, he'll be like, that's true. I'm wrong. I'm yeah. a cheater. And they're going to be like, let's work through this. So they've become like the poster children for the idea of like staying with your husband when he cheats on you kind of, mm-hmm. because then they keep talking about on their podcast, like when women who stay with their husbands after they cheat on them, like that type of stuff. <laughs> but finally, these two are officially breaking up, and I feel like everybody's like, it's about time because clearly this shit keeps happening. He kept like DM, he keeps like DMing people in the Instagrams, in the Instagrams. Oh my god, mm-hmm. keeps Instagramming mm-hmm. DMing people, which apparently, according to like A Rod and now everyone, that is the way to cheat. <laughs> I guess Instagram DM. Yeah. Yeah. Has has anything broken up more marriages than Instagram DMs in our modern age? I just think DMs generally, social media DMs. Sure, but Instagram seems like, because it's picture-related, it's picture-adjacent, it feels really dangerous, you know? Mm -hmm. Because as opposed to Twitter DMs that are not necessarily picture-adjacent on Instagram, you're seeing a photo, you're immediately sending a private message that's like, hey. You're responding to that photo, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In the moment, when you're horny looking at the photo. And also, Instagram does have the sort of, like, leveling up to the DM, which it's like, you respond the like, and then maybe you get comment. added to the and then you get added to close friends mm-hmm. and then maybe you like take it a little bit further. Like there's mm-hmm. a progression there that doesn't exist on Twitter, which is interesting. But I, I immediately love... went to their to their uh, podcast to see if she if they 
had an episode because like this yet. episode is coming and it hasn't. It doesn't mention it, but she she will definitely mention it this week. And Us Weekly has the right question because Us Weekly's coverage of the divorce begins with the lead. Who gets the podcast? Jana Kramer and Mike Cause. No, I wrote that. It's no, it's the Us Weekly lead. I'm telling oh. you. Oh, I also wrote that. It's I'm that's what I'm saying. They're on. They also agree with you. It says who gets the podcast. Jana Kramer and Mike Cosson worked alongside each other before their split. So now they have to decide how will they how they will move forward with when she filed after she files for divorce. But that's a huge question. That RSS feed is valuable. It's so valuable because obviously they. I don't think they're going to keep doing it together, um, or I just doubt it. But like one of them's going to take it, and it's better be her. It better I be her. I kind of think they're going to keep doing it together. I just that's feel so like miserable. I just <laughs> that's so miserable. I agree, but I just feel like I'm like I know it's devious, but I'm like these two are now have made money off of like their various marriage woes and. Like now they can be like, we're divorced, but friends. And that's a topic for the podcast or whatever. And Mm -hmm. now we're going to do this like show that's about like how you can be not toxic with your ex or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just, it just feels like a natural extension of the bullshit they're already doing. It makes sense to me. And also money is money. And like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to give up on that being a thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm being cynical, but I'm like I'm just seeing I'm seeing a more call her daddy situation where she just gets full custody of the RSS feed and, and he has to go and somewhere. And the daddy else. daddy starts a new one. <laughs> daddy starts a new one. Called like Real Men with Bruchlech. Maybe he'll join Bruchlech's podcast where he talks about being a real man. But Bruchlech already has his co-host and it's like Gavin DeGraw, right? <laughs> You're right. Oh Isn't God. it Gavin DeGraw and Brookla? I think so. It is. I, isn't and it's it, like real men yeah, podcast. Yeah, Brooklyn and Gavin DeGraw have a podcast called How Men Think. Not to be confused with Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. The moment they released How Men Think, you know they got like a letter with like a side eye emoji, just like just a gigantic side eye emoji from Steve Harvey's lawyer that's like, I'm watching yeah, right. you. <laughs> I'm yeah, watching right. you. Don't change like a couple of words in that title or else you are getting a cease and desist. As if Steve, like, does Steve Harvey know who Brooklech is? The answer has never been a bigger no. He pays a lawyer to find out who Brooklech is. Does That's Steve- what I'm telling you. The <laughs> Anywhere where men think, here Steve Harvey is there. <laughs> You're like, thinking? Uh-uh. <laughs> I trademarked men thinking. I trademarked <laughs> men thinking. Okay? I made a life on men thinking. Are we moving on to Rita? Oh my yeah. God, Rita today. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? This is... We did we this did, to ourselves. We did it again. We did it again. I, but I, we, I the, truly, we made the Rita news so we could cover the Rita news that we made because we are the only people talking about Rita news. Well, when you texted this to me, I wasn't sure what your tone was because you sent it to me with like a lot like a keyboard smash or like exclamation marks, like an exclamation without actual commentary. Sure. And I was like, oh no. And then I saw, you know, you open up the sun and it says Rita Thora. Rita Ora quote is dating Thor director Taika Waititi after she posts loved up pick with star. And it says Rita Ora fans are convinced she's dating Thor director Taika Waititi after she posted a loving snap for cuddling her. A listener of the Who Weekly podcast added fuel to the fire when they claimed they saw the pair kissing inside a restaurant. And I was like, oh no. 
is that bad or is that good or is that sort of neutral Terminator? And then I was like, I think that's fine. And you said, no, I think that's hilarious. So I think we're we're not upset about this. Wait, why also, would we be? Why would we be upset? We literally now have somehow. Come I don't want to be like a. I don't want to be the, the rabbit hole. I don't want to be we the one the creating snake news. Eating its own tail. We are creating the Rita only for Rita. We're creating the Rita or a gossip that then we have to then cover. It's almost actually self-hating that we are like <laughs> we now <laughs> we did this to ourselves. You know. I guess I just completely forgot. Like I didn't think that her kissing Taika Waititi was like necessarily like scandalous I just didn't want to talk about it so it was like I mean shout out to the caller who called and said it on the Patreon it's not even from the main episodes that's the other thing that's wild it's like it's not even from the main show it was someone had to listen to the entire episode of the Patreon hear that and then get it to the sun you know what I think happened somebody tweeted it and then somebody, they somebody saw. Did but it. that's that okay. I mean, it also made that's the fine. mirror. It also made D-list. It also made Daily Mail. It also made, oh, no, they didn't. That was a proud moment. I'm just like, and not to be whatever, but she had posted a photo of them hugging, embracing. And so people were just like, we didn't create this. This was adding fuel to exactly. a fire that was already burning. People said, oh, I thought he was married. Turns out, no, like he quietly got divorced from his yeah. longtime yes. wife like a few years ago. So, you know, he's free it's to It's not actually scandalous. Right. I mean, it is scandalous because it's fucking Rita, but it isn't scandalous in that he's still married. He is not married anymore. He's no longer in a monogamous relationship. He's free to date Rita Ora if he pleases. And that is that is your prerogative. If you want to date Rita Ora and she wants to date you, then date Rita Ora. I mean, if you, you want to wear matching if, Gucci, then wear matching Gucci. If you want to smooch Rita Ora in the club because you're having fun time, like smooch Rita Ora in the club. I'm obsessed. A new high or perhaps a new low. <laughs> but I Somewhere feel in the middle. It's yeah. somewhere in the middle. Mm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. We'll be back on Friday with an episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. And we'll make that show a great one. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, go to patreon.com, excuse me, patreon.com slash whoweekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes. And, oh, thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for... I'm going to start that over. Oh, thank you... Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing the Rita theme song and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we love your ratings and reviewings. Bye. Bye. You will drive Yeah. 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 They want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Come on. Hey. How to be famous? Today's episode of Who Weekly was brought to you by the CW's new series, Kung Fu. Watch it Wednesdays at 8, 7 central or stream free next day.